I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the cast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pops Culture podcast i'm your host papa Menno. you can find me on instagram at pops.culture or on twitter at papa omeno as always i am joined by my trusty co-host making a triumphant return on today's episode episode i think this is 110 or 109 maybe it's 109 i'm not too sure but gay at part is back how you doing today bro wasn't that like a nice break from um, from me there? All the time switching it up. Sort of, because in a way, it's like a little bit refreshing. But at the same time, too, it's also difficult because I have to find people to make sure that they can hop on for that week. Um, not that you're that much better though, because like inconsistency in terms of you being able to show up. So, so I don't, I don't even know. It doesn't matter how we fucking. It doesn't matter how we got there, right? <laughs> 110 is 110. I know, but there's, there's still stress involved. So it's like it's the same level of stress of no whether of like not knowing if my guest is gonna be able to show up or not. Um, but yeah, no, finding a guest I guess was uh, like the most difficult part. But um, for the most part, like I mean, meshing with some of the other co-hosts was like JB's been on multiple times, so. Me and him go way back. Uh, Moral Code, dope dude. Like, he did a really good job. I really appreciate him stepping in and stepping up. Um, I feel like I vibe with his personality in terms of, like, I always see some of his tweets and stuff, so I feel like we kind of have that same similar mindset. So I think that was pretty dope. Obviously, like, having the regular co-host is the best situation because I have the most chemistry with, like, recording with you. So, obviously, I want you back. But under those circumstances, yeah, those two guys definitely filled in really well. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna play that clip. I, I need to hear that. I want you back. I'm just gonna edit it. <laughs> pretend, it's, pretend it's my ex-girlfriend. Oh my god, yo, ch- change my vocals on it, make it high pitched and shit. Yeah. Just repeat that shit and just repeat that shit. Like over and over again, right in my room. But um, no, yeah. I, I guess I was always one. I was wondering what how that be and stuff to recording. I think I've only. I basically only done it with you. No, I did a long time ago. Um, me on, I've just been like chilling, man. Like I honestly took like a mental health break, and actually things are like a lot better. But today is kind of like a low day. But it was wild for me to get to that point where I'm like, 
yo, I actually just like need to full on take a break and like to not <laughs> just be like genuine and not feel, like make anything a joke or that. And like the yeah. way I was just talking to people, I was like straight up, I was like, yo, I'm not gonna be around for <laughs> a while. <laughs> I just need to, <laughs> but <laughs> I just had like need to have a break or whatever. Like and even like I, like talk to my friends. I was like, I just I, I need I need to take a, a break. So it actually did. It did help um, somewhat and stuff. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of hard. Like it's kind of like therapy in itself to unleash on the podcast. But um, I don't know. At some point, I was like, I don't want to fucking have my yay moment or like breakdown on on the podcast. Although that would be pretty fucking classic too to have a full on meltdown. And have it like record it on the podcast, but I was like, I'm not going to put Papa through that crisis. So I took a little break, and now I'm trying to piece piece together my life again. Fucking, it's like when you break the something at home, you try to hide it from mom. Just pretend like it's, there's not a huge fucking hole in the wall, which is currently my soul. But that's where I'm at right now. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah i mean when you say breakdown though what would would, would you are you saying you'd cry is that what it is like you'd break down in tears on the podcast because for that i would i would definitely not know how to handle that shit like if i heard you crying bro i don't know i, I like I, i'd want to say it makes for great content but me personally i would just be like heart wrench i wouldn't even know what to say afterwards bro <laughs> no i think like well f- first of all crying is like normal for me it was like a lot like, i'm not i don't care like i don't mind crying like once in a while here and there I, yeah, think, like, a good clap. I was actually just like i think it was like i was just dead dead ass like there's no high or low or anything it was just literally like there's no like emotion like i couldn't even bring out like jokes or or anything like i just literally i wasn't like at least when you're depressed you still feel sort sort like something you know what i mean like there's like an emotion there but like when you're completely checked out, like there's there's no happy or like sad, like just like an emptiness. And I always tell people this: it's like it's it's worse almost to have that like life is so pointless. Like I'm just checking into my job, making like whatever wage, and like but not being like sad or anything. There's like it's like that feeling when you know you're like oh shit, this is like actually actually bad. Like anything could happen, and like I don't care. Um, so it's that like. Is that like emptiness? So I guess that wouldn't even make for entertaining podcasts because it'd just be completely like vacant. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's like the absence of like any anything really more than like a complete while out or anything like that. So I kind of wish I like could have my breakdowns were like crazy where I go like delusional and stuff. But it's like, oh man, this is just really bad. <laughs> it's not like entertaining like I, I i so badly want the kanye like ability to just like completely lose touch reality and like drop some dope sound bites and say some wild shit but my my mental breakdowns are way less entertaining sadly yeah nowhere near uh as entertaining but you know what reminds me of um it reminds me of do you remember when we first like started pop's culture back in whatever 2017 or 2018 whatever it was and we were recording in the what do you call it at uh centennial college we were recording at centennial college 
and this was i think the third second or third episode literally right before we started recording <laughs> you got a phone call <laughs> and i'm just sitting down there chilling like prepping the show looking for topics and shit making sure all the sound is, is set up <laughs> gabe's just on the phone talking regularly <laughs> and then out of nowhere he's like Yo, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Okay, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? You, you just start like swearing at the top of your lungs, <laughs> and then I was like, "Bro, what the shit?" And then you're like, "I gotta go, I gotta go, bye." And you just hung up. And I, was, I sat there. I was actually so shook because I was like, "Yo, shit!" I never heard go, Gabe go. Sorry, I never heard Gabe go zero to one hundred so fucking fast, just out of nowhere. And you're just like, "Yo, my bad, bro, my bad." This girl just like riles me up or some shit. Oh, it's yeah, fucking I, I, dying. I do not remember that. Do you remember like was I was I still heated the rest of the day or did I do that like okay let's 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 do this? Let's go. Now nah, you went you went let's do this, let's go. But like at the beginning of that episode for the podcast, you were still a little bit heated. Like you were trying to like suppress it, but there was still a little bit of flare there. And then I like I think I pointed it out and then you were just like, All right, fine, like I'm gonna calm down now and then you calm down. But yeah. Oh man, that's some like I don't know, that's some shit. I can just picture you seeing that and just sitting there like, oh my God, I'm going to get murdered on on air. Um, no, but see, that's like, at least when I'm like mad like that, there's at least like some feeling. Like I would prefer <laughs> yeah. the rage inside me yeah. than, than to the nothing, you know? So, so at that point too, I was like, yo, I can't even, like it's just void of everything. Like I didn't think like it would make entertaining or anything either. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to let this guy uh, podcast and, like, get some creative freedom. And I'll let him uh, do that because I wasn't going to bring it. Honestly, I feel rusty as fuck right now. Like, things actually have, like, popped, like, got better and stuff. It just, like, even taking off, like, a month, it just feels weird to be back on. So I'll still take a moment. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think it's going to take some while because, yeah, it's weird. Like, people think podcast you just hop on you start talking but taking time off too like it's definitely gonna take a toll on how you deliver certain things when it comes to podcasting yeah it's it's wild like i started writing again and trying to like get in back and that stuff and just anytime it's just so hard to get back in into something like when you stop for even like a week and you get like so self-conscious and everything like that so i'll probably cringe like shit um listening to the episode but yeah to bear bear with me people yeah and with that let's get into the intro uh this is episode 109 of the pops culture podcast as always guys if you do us a huge favor continue to like rate review subscribe on all major streaming platforms that's itunes soundcloud spotify google play stitcher and amazon music uh i guess today we're gonna start off with the Astral World tragedy that happened over the weekend. Travis Scott, who is a Houston native, has decided to launch his own festival of sorts, kind of similar in the same vein as Drake does with OVO Fest uh, every single summer, except for last summer, of course. But it's similar in that sense in that he puts on a show for his own city and gets all these people to come out. Um, for his show, though, he doesn't get as many guests because 
He's just not. Oh, I, I guess maybe he's not. At, no, I wouldn't say he's not at that level. I just think that in terms of preparation, it's just more so of an intimate thing for putting on for his city. So he only gets a couple guests. Um, Drake happened to be there this year as well too. I don't know if he had multiple people planned for this Saturday because it did happen to get canceled after obviously the tragedy that went down on the Friday. But for those of you who don't know, during the Friday show. Um, what had happened was during the concert, things got a little bit too rowdy. And as a result, people were rushing the stage and a huge wave happened to kind of cause a collapse, not on the stage, but within the crowd itself. And eight people, I think it might have jumped up to 11 now, but at first it was confirmed that eight people had died in the incident that happened. Um, and of course, Following that, they had to shut down the rest of the concert and no one was able to go. Now, since this, a lot of things have sparked online. There's been a lot of discussion, a lot of debate, a lot of blame on why this could happen, how it could happen, who's at fault, who's to blame. And no one's really has the answers because there's still so many details that haven't necessarily been released. But, you know, that doesn't stop the Internet from Interneting and kind of creating their own narratives and I guess one of the major ones that I've seen that's been floating around is that Travis Fault, or sorry, Travis Scott is the one to blame, and he's the one who's at fault for the deaths of the people who happened to come out. Uh, sorry, who happened to yeah come out to that continent and passed away, which I don't agree with whatsoever. Uh, I do think that Travis does play a role in this. Um, one of the reasons why I do think he does play a role is because he's kind of cultivated this culture in terms of doing the whole rage thing and having people be rowdy at those concerts. This isn't the first time that he's had a concert where things have gone poorly wrong in terms of people being rowdy and aggressive in the stands. So he has cultivated that not only at his shows, but well out through his music. If you happen to listen to it, it is pretty aggravating stuff. You know, he kind of takes from Kid Cudi, who was known as the Rager at one point, and you know, Travis has kind of turned that into his own style as well too. So I do think there is that element of Travis cultivated this culture of people being raging, uh, sorry, raging and rowdy, and that kind of uh, led to this situation a little bit as well. But in terms of the actual showing, I don't, and this instance in particular, I don't think he deserves 100% of the blame. I do think he is, at fault for, like I said, with the raging stuff and the culture that he's built. And during the show, you know, I think maybe he could have done a better job in terms of trying to kind of limit how many people were going that wild and that crazy. But there's so many other factors that are involved. You know, one of the things that happened was the venue had gotten, people broke into that venue. Like there was kids who hopped fences to be able to go watch that. And that kind of made it. saw that. Yeah, that kind of made it not over capacity, but it definitely put more people there than there should have been. So that's one thing that's all that's kind of led to this situation as well, too. Um, in performing as well, too, like when you see those videos online, it's such a small, minor part of what actually went on throughout the entire night. And it's from a different angle from what he's also able to see. So when you see people putting that image of him out and saying that oh he didn't stop the show and he was like dancing while someone was like having uh not a seizure but like having an issue it's like from his perspective there's a lot of things that he can't see and the things i feel like when he did see them 
he made sure to be like, hey, let's see if we can get an ambulance here, security, make sure this guy's good. Let's get him taken care of or whatever. Um, and he stopped the show in some of those instances. But when there's like 100,000 people and you're kind of performing, it's really hard to see what's going on in that far back end where everyone else is kind of like obscure from your view when you're on stage. And you're not even really focused on looking at the crowd that far back. So I don't necessarily think that there's that much. to. Bl- I, I, I don't think you can put the entire thing on him. I think this is a culmination of Live Nation being at fault because they probably didn't have enough security involved in the situation i think this is also obviously the attendees who went there like i saw people saying um that travis is at fault for this like 10 year old kid being in a coma it's like bro what kind of adult brings their 10 year old kid to a travis scott concert like you're you're fucking you're a terrible parent for doing that like you know what kind of music it is you know what kind of crowd is going to be there i don't know why you thought that was like a good idea to bring your 10 year old kid there i think there needs to be when i like tweeted about like someone's like oh look this cute parent like picture with their kid at like a festival and i was like who the fuck is bringing their like 10 year old kid to a fucking festival um and the tweet kind of like blew up because like everyone's like oh like is no one questioning why the fuck a kid is even there um it, it was all ages one I guess for this Travis Scott thing, but um, yeah. I, I, <laughs> do you have anything else to say, or did I cut you off? No, no, you can keep going. I, I was cooking for a bit. You can just cook yourself. Yeah, so. I, honestly, I was like, I was like, uh, you, you can never tell with the videos too, like how the way it's like cut for him telling people to rage and him knowing what's actually going on and everything. So I like, and that's why I was like, I'm not gonna be outraged because. I could so easily see like them be like I saw a lot of people hold, holding him responsible, and uh, you just don't really know actually what happened. And like I said, man, the guy's just a performer. Uh, it's totally I don't even honestly I don't really blame him at, at all. Really, it's totally on the people who put on the event and stuff. Like Travis Scott's just there to go go off and that. Like it's completely on the people who like make the money and make all those decisions and have the security in that. So I, I don't, I think it is one of those cases where it's just kind of like fake outrage and stuff to at um, an artist. Cause it's easier to blame than the failures of so many people you don't know personally. Yeah. Me and my boy were actually talking about this yesterday a little bit too. And he was saying there's so many people online who are like, Oh, I'm, I don't even listen to Travis Scott, but now I'm definitely going to unfollow him off of Spotify and not listen to his music at all. And it's like, those are the people, like, that's the fake outrage that kind of pisses me off because those are people who weren't going to do something in the first place. So it's like, why are you even voicing your opinion on the fact that you're not going to follow Travis Scott if you already weren't a fan? Like, that, that's not real cancellation. Like, that's just you just, you're not really making a stand there. Like, there's nothing you're losing in, in that situation. So that, that's it, it definitely is one of those few like I think people totally like overblow like cancel culture and stuff but like people who say stuff like that have no self-awareness <laughs> like yeah. you don't matter no one cares yeah exactly um, it's like okay don't listen and it's such a weird weird thing to like not listen to an artist like yeah, you know like, okay his music probably goes pretty hard if like 11 people died over it uh uh, I probably want to listen to this guy and stuff too. Like it's just like not something like he didn't hurt women or anything like that. At most, it's like a misunderstanding. It just seems like such a weird thing to be outraged over. And I honestly didn't really get the like 
all the news like turning towards him so i was just like this is yeah i didn't really think much of it after i saw it yeah this is seems like a situation where you know i guess live nation and all those involved in that back end they kind of needed a fall guy and that fall guy had to be travis in this situation which is unfortunate to him because he's taking a lot of the backlash for this when i think that his involvement is lesser than the venues and all the people who are selling the tickets and all that stuff so it kind of sucks that he has to take the blame in this situation and that's the thing that i don't like about like the media like the media is bullshit i don't know if people realize but the media is complete bullshit like whether or not they're spewing what you want to hear or what you like or what you think is right they're still completely propaganda and bullshit they're being they're a lot of times are they are bought by bigger conglomerates and people who have money interests because their goals at the end of the day is to get as much advertisement money on their viewership as possible so what like the whole integrity of the media has turned has long been media <laughs> what well, well, I mean, it, you anti-media. This is no, 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 not this. No, 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 no. I turned, I turned anti-media. I Travis Scott unjustly being for raging too hard. Bob is finally taking a stand. But he's not worried about Israel or any war in Africa. Yo, any media coverage. Travis Scott unjustly being accused <laughs> of being—he's just a rager. He wants to rage. Bob is fucking had it up to here with the media now. Oh man, deal <laughs> that—that was my—that was my last straw. Um, no, no, but I've been I've been anti media since since um, that whole GME thing when I hopped on the meme stocks. That's when I really realized that the the meme, I, like I always I always knew it was like salacious. Like I knew that they would do certain stories because you know that's what's going to get them attraction. And you know, like the darker stories are obviously the things that are going to draw people to watch the news. So I, I already I already knew it was it was like bullshit in that sense. But what really made me realize it was like propaganda in that they craft like the narrative to fit whatever story they want was when the GME shit happened. Because during that era, what happened, like we already been through this, like, you know, uh, a bunch of hedge funds or whatever were doing some, not illegal, but they were doing, well, actually it was illegal because you can't, you can't short a stock that much. So yeah, they were breaking the rules in terms of the stock market essentially. And what happened was people on, on Reddit caught wind of it and they wanted to fuck them up by, you know, pumping a bunch of money into it. That way, the money that the hedge funds were shorting, they would have to cover and they'd have to pay back essentially, blah, blah, blah. So it's just a way to fuck up the hedge funds. So when that happened, and like, obviously I hopped in on it as well too. And the meat- rabbit hole, Travis Scott, <laughs> just send down. This isn't a, a rabbit hole. I'm just going. I'm just. I'm just explaining this real quick. No, I'm live. Like it is bullshit, though. I didn't want to say that they're bullshit, but um, it absolutely is. But it's just. <laughs> yeah, we got here. So you're gonna start talking about the Jews or something? No, 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 no. no. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, no, I. I, I just, I'm gonna. I, I, I know. I know what you're saying. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna circle back to Travis, though. This is. This is all gonna come full circle back to Travis. Don't worry. All I'm going to say is that the, when that happened, they started crafting the narrative that, oh, these meme stalkers out here are breaking the rules by talking about the memes that are, sorry, talking about the stocks that they're going to invest in, which is illegal. You can't be doing that stuff. And they basically flipped the whole script saying that because the meme stalkers are trying to make the hedge funds pay for this situation, 
that all of a sudden the people who got involved in this were like the meme stalkers were the ones at fault. Like they were putting the blame on them, saying that they're the evil ones in this situation. And I was like, bro, like that is not the situation whatsoever. That's complete bullshit. So it's clear that they were just trying to pr- protect the identities. Or sorry, not the identities, but they're just trying to protect their interest of, you know, the hedge funds and all those people in Wall Street who bring them money and stuff like that as well, too. So it was kind of bullshit in that sense. And that's the same thing that's happening with this Travis situation. Um, a little bit on the lesser scale, because I don't necessarily see like mainstream media kind of pushing it so much. But they are probably they are helping it in a sense in that the narrative that's going on online, especially across social media, is that Travis is the one to blame at this. And he's definitely not the only one at fault here. Like they got to do an investigation and all parties have to pay some kind of fine or some kind of repercussion for what happened. Uh, And that's got to be like Live Nation, the event coordinators, um, people's management and all that shit. Like that's got to go from top to bottom. It's not just Travis Scott in that situation. I'm picturing you right now with like a, a pinup board and like pictures and words and red string like leading to one other thing and to another thing and pacing around all crazy talking about the media and everything um, with that. Like, I fully agree with you and stuff. It's just funny how like the Travis Scott incident is something that like makes you reach deep down and how you view, view something. So just funny to hear that like i fully i fully agree with the sentiments and stuff i just can't get over the fact that travis scott led you down that way um to to, to feel that way and re-examine your your how you see the media and stuff even though i do agree it was still hilarious yeah i mean i started reading the stories it just sparked all that bullshit in my mind i was like you know what they're fucking fake same with those politicians too man i was fuck the politicians bro like, <laughs> we pay taxes. They don't do shit. Like, they're a waste of space, man. I don't know if you like. I love the, the watching the descent of you over the years now. <laughs> to watch you, some, you realize that life is a scam. <laughs> I it, no, down. Like, okay, it's not so much a descent because I always I knew this stuff from before. It's just more so. I guess the older I get, the more like radicalize them because i'm just tired of the bullshit like i see it online so much now that i'm just like man look people people cape so hard for one thing and it's just like bro like there's so much nuance in this world it's not just black and white and i think that's the part that pisses me off the most is everyone always goes to one extreme or the other and it's like there's so much gray in the middle that you have to look at that you can't just form your opinion off of like the one thing like there's See, I don't want. I don't want to get into what else I was gonna say because I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, like the you know the whole anti-vax situation is like the way they pur- pur- purport that online too is bullshit. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. There's there's so much gray with everything. Like it's not just black and white in 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 life, and that's what I don't like about the internet. Is like they they do that shit. But we already shit on the internet um long enough to. But there's, so. there's there's nothing there's nothing we can do now. We're just we're basically strapped in for this ride and. It's just who wants to pull out first. Like you like the reality of it is is like just so powerless over um over like that direction and stuff that it's going in and you and you're kind of just like like oh fuck well I, I mean I'm 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 on the ride already. There's nothing I can do about it. And that's just how I feel like right now. I'm <laughs> like, oh well, I'm just we're just gonna watch the world burn now. See, I'm not that far gone because I still think we do have some kind of power. Like, we're seeing that whole, um, the great resignation happening right now where people are quitting their jobs because they want to work for shitty wages. I think that's a huge positive that's going to be, like, a benefit towards us going forward. So, 
I do think there is obviously the power in the numbers. It's just more so like people kind of just have to actually make the movements to for that stuff to happen. So it's, I, it's I, I think that's where we're at. It's it's weird to look at because we're also like I always think about this like we're in like this is actually like the least violent like dangerous med like health risk society like ever. But then I also think about like how like three hundred years from now people will be like oh what absolute savages these people were too as well so we're like it depends on what side of the pillow i wake up then i'm like we're on, we're in the best of times or we're in the absolute worst of times um and i always <laughs> and when i'm on the bad of times <laughs> i'm i'm on that media tangent and stuff too so i think it's all how you look at it as well yeah yeah i, I, don't, I don't think, think we're in the worst, worst of times in terms of physically like our bodies and stuff I think, I think this is, like, like psychological. psychological. I think psychologically we're in probably the worst time. Yeah, but I mean, like, but the things, like, we don't really know because fuck is going to sound like, but, like, I, I guess the other, like, I mean, what was it like being a fucking World War II veteran, though, as well? And, like, that psychological yeah, that's true. aspect of it, of it as well, too. And, like, the torture seems so much different, this, like, and now I'm being tortured by watching fake lives on the internet. And somehow, obviously, it's not as shitty, but it's still, like, it bizarrely actually, in a way, almost nearly as damaging psychologically and stuff, too. So it's just, like, it's bizarre. And if you look at it too much, you start to feel crazy. Yeah, I, I think the quality, yeah. The quality of life across the board has obviously been raised, I mean, at least in the Western world, but... I just think Look I don't know. Fucking Travis Scott. <laughs> <laughs> people talking about the big ideas. Well, it, it, well, all right, well, all, it all it all matters in that sense, and that like the system's fucked up, and that's what happened here. And, like we had a shitty system that was in place, and it happened to, like you know, people, people don't. One of the things I saw online as well too, people were saying like people don't care for the other person, like their fellow person, and that's kind of that's been the case for a while now. But in this situation, it's definitely been exacerbated because of the fact that you know people happen to lose their lives at this festival and it's not that people haven't died at festivals beforehand it's just more so that like now because we have video and stuff it's way more out there for people to be able to see and like visualize so you see that lack of compassion in like a regular everyday person happening real time in front of you whereas before you just hear a story or you read it and it's just like oh yeah that's that's sad that's shitty like that's definitely fucked up but now, because you can see video in real time, you're actually just like, man, what the fuck? Like, people are actually that careless and, like, callous that they don't give a fuck about anyone else yeah. anymore. So, it's... A, it's just, that's what I'm saying. On, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. On a psychological level, like, this is... That's what I'm saying. It's fucked up because it's, like, we're so far gone in terms of, like, being desensitized to shit or, like, seeing fucked up shit that we just don't care about so many things right now. And, and that's the fucked up part that, that has really messed up our like I remember even from as a kid though people are always I, I used to like my parents just always say like look for the people who are like when you look at something look for the people that are helping not for the people who aren't doing anything and it's like kind of um that like it's harder to do as you get older but I think it's the healthiest thing you can do like I did see videos of people like helping and like there's a nurse who almost like died but then still was helping other people and stuff like that too and um, I don't know, man. And like, it just, it's just kind of what you, I've gone, okay, so I've done basically everything that 18 year old 
kids and stuff were doing at that concert. Like I hopped a fence and rose oh, yeah. and, and moshed and like yeah, none none of, none of that stuff's new, new at all. And it's honestly a thrill, and you just can't like you're an 18, 19 year old brain can't even like really understand that someone like dying type thing like you're just having fun like you don't really understand the the thing of it i don't think it's some reflection of society being terrible i just think it was a company that fucked up and didn't do the take the proper precautions and people just want to like blame something that's easy yeah i I mean that's a fair point too because i don't want to make it sound like None of that stuff. I, I like. I've seen some of that stuff. I've been to those concerts where people are raging, and like you said, you're 19 year old, 19 years old. They're so fun. What? I said they were so fun. Oh yeah, yeah. You're 19. You're hopped up on like MDMA, Molly, all that shit. Like it's it's the best time ever. Like you're listening to your favorite artists. They're playing. It's like Travis Scott. Like Travis Scott makes that really hype energy music. Like that concert would be. I would be like amazed to be at something like that. Um, especially at 19, 20, 21, 22, whatever age, um, you're, you're like listening to it. It's going to be, it's going to be a hype event where you're doing crazy shit. Like, so I, I, cause I remember I saw Kanye in Ottawa too. And there was like a mosh pit that kind of broke out at that event too. And I was like, I was in that mosh pit. Like, I don't, I don't really like doing that shit, but like at that moment, like it was just like, whatever I'm in, I'm involved in it because like, there's nowhere else to really go. So I was just like, fuck it. Like, I'll just like start hopping around or whatever. But when you're listening yeah. to your favorite artist and that music's like banging, it's like one of your favorite songs. And on top of that, you're on one of the greatest drugs that makes you feel like you're invincible and the world is at your mercy. Like, yeah, I mean, shit like that's going to go down. I just, I just think that in terms of, you know, when, for example, one of my friends kind of like passed out because it got too hot in that area. And like, we had another friend being, being able to like take her out of that situation and like, make sure she was all right and that's the kind of stuff i'm saying in terms of like people being cows now it's like more people would rather like pull out their phones to record that type of shit than to actually like make sure that someone's okay so i do think that yeah that stuff does happen in the past but i feel like more people are a little bit more like careful and like considerate towards other people than they are now where it's like oh instead of like when a tragedy happens like more people are like let me get this on video so i can throw it on instagram more than anything so that, that's where i was kind of going with the whole callous part about it yeah, no, I, I I agree, I agree. But like, I just, I don't know, I didn't, like I said, I just didn't, I honestly was confused about why it became such a, a big thing um, in the news and that. Yeah, it was, it was just uh, fake outrage and people getting mad about, they just want to be mad about some shit. And because there's yeah. like something like that went down where people died, they want to put blame on someone and someone has to be blamed for that situation. And because you can't say, oh, Live Nation at that point, they were just like, oh, it's Travis Scott. But I don't know. Did you hear about the story of the dude who is drugging people with a needle, though? Yeah. Well, I heard that. I don't know if, like, I don't know, like, like what? I don't know. Like, I don't, I did hear about that, but I don't know how much I actually believe it. Like, what, yeah, like, yeah. You're just going around and giving people free shots of heroin. Like, that stuff's good. Like, I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> like, what, what, what are the, the, the intentions there? I did see a cough who said, but like who said that that happened someone felt a prick in your neck but like i just i'm not really buying it and like okay there was a lunatic who decided to poison someone like and what like i just i didn't it doesn't really mean anything like i have a bigger chance of being stabbed by a person on the street or something so i i, I don't put much credit like credit to that either or see that big deal
Yeah, yeah because there wasn't enough evidence, I couldn't really hop on that way. But the fact that if it did happen, though, that is fucked up. You can't be fucking pricking people in the neck with drugs and and just, like, running. That's just psychotic, man. That's just, like, next level psychotic. Yeah, like, but, I don't but, even know how else to put it. It's, we have people fucking weekly walking to schools and just shooting them up. Like, is it that wild that someone's like, oh, I'm going to, like pokes on with some cyanide like that's just how shit is um <laughs> yeah but, it, like, but it's so fucked up though like i, 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 I hear what you're saying like, in comparison to that it's not like the same level but it's still like fucked like what the fuck are you doing doing that shit <laughs> true but like i don't know music festival yeah like it, it would obviously be weird but man people are like i remember being at a, at a festival and they are testing everyone's drugs and we had already bought everything and they're like, okay, let's test this for y'all. There's like 10 of us. There's like a thousand dollars worth of like MDMA. MDMA. And the test was like, yeah, this is pure battery acid and meth. Uh, <laughs> and we all just kind of paused and like looked at each other. And the lady who was like drug testing, she's like, do you want me to get rid of this for you guys? We just like looked at each other because we're 20 year old, like broke kids. And we're just like, eh. fuck no. Yeah, yeah, I'm still just, doing that. Yeah, and I was like, and down the hatch, the battery acid went, and it was a wild night. <laughs> so, that, uh, but so those things are weird. So I wouldn't be able to put it past someone being some freak being like, okay, I'm just gonna fucking put shit into people's bodies that they don't know. But honestly, yeah. at the stage in myself in life, that would be pretty welcomed at a music festival. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would do the same thing too. I'm definitely using it. Like, I don't care if it's have battery acid, but yeah, <laughs> that was my whole week's paycheck. I'm not wasting this. Yeah, all right, let's move on to yeah, the next like, talk. No, what are you gonna say? Go on. No, no, I'm just saying, like, at the festival, there's like, like three people died at the one, like, literally, some girl at my campsite, like, right next to us, like, OD'd overnight and stuff, too. I've Damn. never been to a festival where like someone doesn't die. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some crazy shit, but let's move on to the next topic. Um, so Kanye West, or he's formerly known as Kanye West, he is now known as just Ye, was on Drink Champs with Nori and DJ Effin, and he had a lot of things to say. Um, I think some of the biggest were the ones that made the headlines, like him saying that one of his worst decisions was to sign Big Sean. Uh, there was that. And what else kind of blew up in the news? I don't even know what the next best uh, uh, was. There was, honestly, it just always feels like there's so much stuff that you forget. Um, but he did, what else did he talk about? I mean, he, he, he went up, he called Soldier Boy like a creative genius and stuff. I remember that part. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did say that. But then he also, he also left him off the album. And, yo, so... This interview, to me, I don't I, like. I don't listen to interviews that often, so I can't say if there's been a better interview out there. But this was definitely one of the best ones that I've seen, not only from Kanye, but just in terms of like listening to interviews in general. Uh, because one of the reasons why I think it was so good was just because from the past few times that we've heard from Kanye West, it's been a little bit like sporadic to where he can't really convey what he really means to say. And yeah. a lot of the times that comes off negatively, whether it be on social media, like Twitter or Instagram, and then people run with those clips and then they kind of sound like, they sound way worse than what he actually meant to say. Like you can, you can kind of see what he means to say, but like his delivery was just so off. 
But in this instance, I think what made this interview so great was the fact that, one, he was really comfortable with Nori because they go way back. Like, they did music together and stuff. So they were able to kind of have that chemistry in terms of, like, delivery. And, like, one thing that Nori did really well was he kind of let Kanye go on, like, a lot of the tangents or rants that he meant to say um, and then give him that space to be able to talk. And... I think Kanye was just, like, really, really personable on this. Like, I've never seen Kanye come up, come across as, like, a real human being as he did in this situation. He was able to, like, he was he was funny. Like, there was a lot of times where Kanye would say something, and I started, like, dying out laughing in real per- in real life because of like, man, that was actually funny as hell. Like, the, he was actually had a lot of good jokes. Like, one of the things when he was talking about, uh, uh, what do you call it? Not Big Sean. Uh, Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy. So when they asked him about the Soldier Boy situation, because Soldier Boy's verse got t- taken off of Donda, and they were asking him like, "Yeah, so why did you decide to take Don? Uh, sorry, Soldier Boy off of the verse on the Donda track?" And then Ye goes, "Did you hear it? <laughs> like, like just straight up? Like, did you hear it?" And he's just like, "Yeah, like." In and anyone who has heard it knows it was a really bad verse. So like that's why he said that. Like it was just a really bad verse. So that's why he decided to take it off. He's like, "Yeah, did you hear it? Like, of course I'm not gonna put that shit on there because it was a bad verse and shit." So there's just like jokes like that where he was like, whether it be him smiling or him being personal, like drinking with them, um, smoking weed. He just seemed like an actual human being. Whereas on some of the other interviews that you happen to see him on, it's more so him like, you know, a little bit reserved, like going off on these crazy ass tangents that you don't really see. So like with, I mean, with, with Kanye too, though, it, it all of it, so much of it is like timing and stuff as well too like to do like just where his mind and mindset is at um i think we've seen him be like incredibly articulate um back in the day when he was like first coming up and he's had those like moments of clarity sometimes in the last like five years but we i think we see it kind of less and less um and i i just like from following kanye like and obviously being like a huge stan and everything but also kind of knowing like I know you're not supposed to assess people that you don't know personally, but like Kanye obviously has some like mental health stuff um, that's like super clear. And that honestly, like he's even talked about how he expresses himself, like the medications uh, he was on for like bipolar and stuff would stop him from like being creative or being able to speak in that, in that as well too. Um, so I think a lot of like kind of like it's what is going on with his life reflects in the interview he kind of gives. So um, I haven't watched the full thing, but the way you explain it, hopefully that means he's like kind of in a good place um, right now and stuff. And yeah, obviously, I think like the guy's like a brilliant artist and stuff, too. So he's going to be like funny and aware. And that's why he's such like an interesting person, because he so much of that and so much not that at times too so um yeah just it's kind of I, that's just how i see it it's a different perspective kind of from what you like you saying and stuff too um but i just notice how like depending on how his brain's kind of working and like the mood he's in is depends on the interview he gives as well and stuff too so i'll, I'll check out the interview soon though yeah to me it seems like he's so free now because i think he's just reached a level where you know, he, he he says he's he's worth $9 billion. So at this point, it's just like, obviously, he still has aspirations to kind of do more things and stuff. But at this point, money is just kind of so insignificant to him. And he has so many relationships in the industry that a lot of the stuff that he does doesn't even require him paying. Like, 
he was talking about one time where he was out in, I think it was like Italy or something like that. And then he went to, uh, I think it was like Ben's Balenciaga store and he doesn't, he, so he's saying now that he only travels with a bag pretty much. He's pretty much like a nomad is what he's saying. And he was out there with like for a week, but he was wearing like the same underwear for a couple of days or whatever. And one of the guys that he knew at Balenciaga was just like, bro, like you can just come to the store and like we'll give you underwear. So they gave him like free Balenciaga underwear just to like because he's Kanye West now. So I think now he's just so he's at a point where he's so free where he can deliver and express um, a lot of his stuff a lot better than he had been in the past. And another thing too is that like in the past when he was. He, he still has some of those same ideas. Like, for example, the Trump situation where he was saying, like, he was supporting Trump. Like, he's still kind of on that wave where not necessarily he supports Trump, but he's still on that wave of, like, you know, he doesn't agree with some of the things, like, the Democrats were saying. He's kind of the opposite of that. But the way that he explains it now makes so much more sense. Like, it's actually, like, okay, like, I get – I may not agree with some of the stuff you're saying, but I get what you are saying. So he just has this clarity to him now that just, you know, he sounds like you said, like, I guess he's at a point in his life where he feels so much better that he's able to be, deliver a lot of the things that he hadn't been in the past uh, a lot better now than he, than he was before. So, yeah, honestly, like, that's honestly what's always drawn me to Kanye is just like the similarities and that like ability to like think something and then have it be so like i even see that in podcasting like one week like you can be so fluid and like what you're talking about and saying or whatever and then the next week like just like your mental state or whatever is personally affecting you like your mother passes away and stuff and like it can totally changes like your the way you like express yourself and how you can do all these things and that as well too and i, I know uh Kanye deals with that on a big level and I just like relate to that I think and that's why I'm always just so fascinated with him like I saw it's like he posted today his text to Soldier that it was an apology to to Soldier Boy and he just posted on Twitter on Instagram and I'm just like only Kanye like and me and my friends shared it in the group chat so much and like literally this man can do anything and it's like entertaining in, yeah. in a degree yeah. like people like there's there's millions of likes and like people laughing and it was just Kanye straight up actually just apologizing to soldier he's just like yo sorry I, I left you off he's like all good big bro like i'm just glad we cleared it up and that's it and but it's like a national headline because it's yeah. funny but it's completely normal interaction and like this dude's life must be so fucking bonkers like that like he's so ascended to such a level of like he is beetle he's black beetles man like no matter what like the, the fact that like he he is icon like the guy just won't ever have a normal life and like it's kind of just branded that way it's kind of wild to, to even think about and stuff too so it i sometimes go down that rabbit hole of like being kanye <laughs> <laughs> yeah his his brain like, just works no, no go yeah it's, it's just fucking like he went like from like i followed him like since that guy in like 2000 when he's doing producing h the izzo and trying to convince Dave Chappelle and Jay-Z that he's actually, like, going to be this big guy, like, you know, had this ego, and then this man really did turn himself into a billionaire and stuff. And yeah. it's kind of, like, it's arrogant or whatever, but it's also fucking fascinating to, like, watch this guy, for, like, see, like, kind of just become this person. And it's it just, it's nuts, too. So I always get kind of caught in this this thing i don't know just you, you know i'm fucking fascinated with content, so. 
Oh, oh man, yeah, yeah he just believes like, he in is his... the most interesting man ever to me. Like, dead yeah, like, just, like fully when I think about a grown man, I'm like, oh man, like I can literally fucking like I'm interested in what this guy like his texts are like. It's fucking weird when you think about it, but yeah. I mean, he shares he shares the similar mentality to you, so I think that's where you guys you guys kind of bond in that. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's a, but it's also wild. But what else they say in the interview? I remember some other ones too. Things. Well, yeah, he had a group chat text with um a bunch of people. So like Kim Kardashian was in it. Well, I don't know if it was a group chat, but he put he put Kim, Pusha T, Drake himself, um Jay Z, and then one per, some someone else in there as well too. And he sent a text message to them saying, "I'm richer than all of you guys combined." Like. That's kind of that's that's next level. I, I found that to be hilarious. I was like, yo, what kind of psycho shit is that for you to put all those people in a group chat and then tell them that you're richer than all of them combined? That's the type but, of dope shit I want to do when I when I have my crazy moments though. Instead, I like, <laughs> do it. Just put just put all the just put all the women just put all the women you've been with in one group text and then. Send some flagrant shit about their lives or whatever, about your life or something. Yeah, exactly. That would that would be like the equivalent, and like the confidence and afterwards to still like be like, yo, this was a smart move afterwards to like to take every girl and be like, I gave you all chlamydia. Like, happy now. It's just wild. Like that that confidence and just thinking. Like, I wish my mental breakdown sometimes looked like that. Uh, but I would just end up in an institution because I'm not rich and famous. Uh, but that, that 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 is wild. It's what makes him him, but also kind of like next level stuff to do. So that's yeah. Yeah, his his brain just moves on a whole different level. Like you can even see it in the interview. Like he just like it's constantly moving. Like it's constantly thinking about stuff, and like he can go on so many different rants. Like he was even talking real shit. Like he was talking about life shit about like abortions and like how Kamala hasn't really done anything for they, like they like the Democrats got the black vote but they haven't really done shit for black people and all that shit so like he talked about like some real life shit um and even even the abortion thing like that's a take that I've heard online multiple times but it's like never been delivered the same way he's delivered it because in the past like you hear it and it's like from Republicans and it's like like you hear from like Candace Owens and she like makes it salacious like salacious to the point where it's like you don't really even want to like take in what she's actually saying but the way mm-hmm. Kanye delivered it, he was just like saying, like, you know, in our neighborhoods, in the black neighborhoods, they put, uh, pl- like, they have Planned Parenthood to where you can get an abortion so easily, and they want to, like, you know, kill off black babies. But you look at other neighborhoods, and they give you other options in terms of being able to, like, take care of those babies, whether it be, like, you know, you have, like, a daycare or you have, like, more family involved in those situations to be able to take care of them and stuff like that. And just, like, like you're losing, you're losing, like, actual black lives or, like, promoting some of that stuff in the black neighborhoods whereas on the other neighborhoods like there's more support systems to like help them be able to get through any of those situations and stuff like that i was like man that's like some real shit like he's not actually lying about that so there's a lot of there's a lot of takeaways from it man one one of the big ones too is like i watched the video and they kind of make it feel like you're sitting at the table with kanye so i feel like it was really shot well as well too in that situation yeah um, but yeah, Kanye West, man, he just has like the absolute, or I should be calling him yay because that's what he goes by now. But he just has like the absolute most belief in himself because everything he said, like everything in those past interviews that he said that he wanted to do, he ended up doing. So 
whatever he says, like he sets his mind to that shit and he makes sure that he's gonna well, get that's it accomplished. That's why it's so fucking so. wild and fascinating because it's so like egotistical, but it's like it it, it just all. But it's like deserve it because like, he does it. Yeah, like it's just it's just kind of that's what I think makes him so fascinating to people and stuff. And it's funny though, but like so I've also noticed that with myself, like it's how how like you saying the same thing but how you say it and like how you feel and how you're speaking that day is like is changes completely how it's received and stuff like i've noticed when i'm in like a good mood or something and i can talk i can like i was on a date one time and i was like basically talking about like abortion and whatever and stuff and i'm like but the like, you can but when you're on like you can hit it off like even whatever the weirdest topics like discussing that stuff and just be like you know as long as you deliver it right and like funny that and then there's been times where i tried to deliver the exact same like speech or joke or whatever but i'm not like in that right mindset and it goes completely the different way and like ends up in the results of like completely opposite but i'm saying the exact same thing and like all that but it, it really just matters where like your your head and stuff is at at that very moment and how people perceive it yeah, yeah energy is probably one of the the biggest things in terms of what you were just talking about like the delivery and being in that zone and being in that space to be able to be like confident and to get shit done so and that's another thing that connie's huge on energy and shit like that like you can tell in this interview like a lot of it is energy and one of the things that he even mentioned was the fact that he doesn't even like to use the words like can or can't or like will like he he he, he yeah, makes sure he, he makes sure to speak in absolutes like whatever he says he wants to do like he makes sure to say it in absolute like he doesn't say like oh we should do this or we could do this like he's make sure to say like we will do this um and this will happen like stuff like that so uh he even mentions it about the music too he was talking about like how 808s kind of they kind of hit a frequency in your like chakra that's like a lower level frequency and stuff like that and he's he's trying to make more high vibrational music that's more resonating with like a higher level of thinking and a higher level of being and a higher level of feeling and you gotta feel that in in his latest album donda too so um like, i'm still listening to it and i still love a lot of the songs off of that um and it definitely puts you in a good mood so he, he's definitely thinking on like a whole different way than like a lot of the world is so he's super smart dude I'll never, I've realized I'll never like hop off the Kanye train. Like no matter what happens, I just like, there's so many times where I thought I would, but like as adulthood for me, has just been like, I'm just gonna like stand this man forever. And no matter what, I can't hop off that train. And I've come to terms with that. Like he could come out and be like the next hit there. But like, well, I'm probably still <laughs> checking out his album. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> He's been there for 30 years. Like, it's, it's all good. So I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I had for this week. Um, I'm also in a new studio, which is pretty nice. Like, So I think my vocals are going to actually come out really nice on this episode, if you haven't noticed. Um, but it's dope. Shout out to Twin River Studios. It's been a, it's been a blast recording in here, man. It's such a chill vibe and everything. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much up for my time too, because I got to get out of here because I've only paid for the hour, so don't want to be don't want to be taking up all the time that these guys have provided provided for me and go overtime and shit. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for episode one oh nine of the Pops Culture Podcast. As always, guys, you can continue to like, rate, review, subscribe on all major streaming platforms. Uh, 
Be sure to do that. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. And yeah, we will see you guys next week. Peace. Stay, stay tuned for my descent. <laughs> <laughs>Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.